Welcome to Cracking the Code. This is Ryan Skinner, as always. And today I got a special guest. And I, and I say it sometimes, and there are certain people who play a role in my life. Um, I've had people who help me in my recovery, people who help me get back uh, you know, on my feet after jail, people who help me build a business. There are very few people who come into your life that kind of play a role in everything. You know, I've, in fact, I, I can only name two. Um, one was Paul Arnold, who had a profound impact on me at a young age. And the other one here is Nicholas Ross. Nicholas, thanks for being on. Absolutely. My pleasure, Ryan. Good to be with you, man, always. I think um, I'm going to give you the introduction. It's proper because you're too humble to do it. I'm around this business a lot. When it comes to, for example, annuities, I don't think you'll find someone who knows them better. Maybe not how to build them, but how they work for clients. I don't know many people whose minds are so well-versed in so many things that they can carry a conversation about the best stocks, the worst stocks, best annuity, the best index universal life, how to build a defined benefit plan, estate planning 101, yada, yada, and kneel 90% of it. And Nicholas, you are honestly one of the most knowledgeable people I know in the business. And I know, don't, don't be humble. This isn't bullshit. This is sincere. And I don't know how you do it because I know you're a dedicated husband, you know, to Jennifer. I know you're a great father to your kids. Where do you find the time to keep yourself so dialed in? Yeah, good question. First off, um, I would be remiss without first thanking our dear Savior, Jesus Christ. That's where all knowledge comes from, all wisdom comes from. And I challenge everybody listening. Uh, if you have that relationship, start asking for it. If you have that relationship with whoever you go to spiritually, the first thing I do every day is ask for that wisdom and knowledge. They're two different things, in my opinion, and that is my pure source. Now, when it comes down to the, the earthly sources, I do think it comes uh, to habits. And this really, Ryan, goes to anything in your life. It's fitness, it's your relationships, like you just mentioned, spouses, kiddos, whatever it may be. For me, it's habits. And the constant research in the marketplace is something I truly enjoy. So I do spend a good amount of time very early in the morning, late into the night when I'm not dedicating time to family and friends and FIG and work here to the research. And it is pretty cool the time that we're in right now because things are so complex and you can research all day, every day and never uh, be able to accomplish it all. And now we have great tools such as uh, generative AI that will only continue to flourish and become our co-pilots to pretty much everything. So it's going to get easier and easier on the where to find it side. But the harder part is the complexity that's out there in the marketplace that we all have to now face. And Ryan, you've got one of the toughest jobs uh, on the street going forward, and that is being a financial professional in today's environment and uh, clients that are coming to you asking again for that wisdom knowledge and, and trusting that you have it. And it's a wild world out there right now. As we all know, it's going to get even more crazy as we get into the summer and fall with uh, it being an election year and everything happening geopolitically, everything happening with uh, technology, like I mentioned before, family dynamics changing so much and becoming more accepted, those changes. And we can go on and on. I know that's not the point of this uh, podcast, but the answer to your question, Brian, is, is really uh, habits, forming the right habits to get after whatever it is you want to get after and just dedicating yourself to that relentlessly. I love what you nailed on a few things. Uh, one, uh, I like you said financial professional because 
you use the word advisor, there's a gentleman who works for the state who has a lot of money to burn. So he likes to say, hey, if you're calling yourself an advisor, let me spend time bothering you and harassing you right now. So thank you. I say retirement specialist, you call it financial professional. But the thing is, it is a challenging job. By no means it's the hardest. It's hard when you're starting out. I tell people the first three years of this business suck. But if you're good enough to get to three years, you do well, then you're most likely going to get to 10. You get to 10, you're a rock star and you'll be okay forever. Yeah, I yeah. may not always have rock star years, but I know I'll always be able to feed my kids. Yeah, amen. Do that. Um, you know, as a lot of people know, I'm going through a divorce right now. And I, at times it seems like it would be good. Other times it's very vicious. It's a night fight. It's scary. You know, you don't want to. It's because, you know, I, I'm in a spot where I believe very strongly in God like you do. And I don't have hate in my heart. So when you're going to war with somebody who has hate and you're just thinking to yourself, listen, I'm just trying to do what's right. That's hard. And the reason I bring that up is, you know, this business. And obviously I produce pretty well for FIG. I, I'm one of the bigger producers, not the top guy. But again, but then there's business aside. And when you get a call on a Saturday morning from a guy saying, hey, I'm just thinking I'm praying for you or Sunday. And uh, that's you. That, that's what makes it unique. It's um, I had a fight with a guy. A guy kept harassing me for another FMO. Not the guy you know. The guy calls from Simplicity last week. He calls on a, restrict, a random number out of 480 Arizona. I thought it was that guy, Aaron. I knew. I answer, it's this kid. He's called before, and my answer is the same. I said, listen, you know what? Shoot him, whatever you want in paper over, and I'll go to Fig and see what, as long as they can provide it out. You know, That's always my answer. I said, I'm always going to go to Fig first. So he calls back that he's out to make an office. I said, listen, send me an email. I'm really busy. I'm really busy. Finally, I lose my cool, as you know, and I bark at the guy. And I and I said to the guy, I said, there's not much you're going to offer me that's going to replace what I have over at FIG. One, I get everything I want. Anything I ask for. Hey, I need to learn how to do this. Hey, we'll find out. Hey, I need to start AUM. Hey, we got a guy. We got a system. We'll figure this out. It's never been no right. It's been, we'll figure it out. The relationship with you, Colton. Colton was like, you have a brother to me. I said, I said, I tell people, I, I couldn't leave this kid. I wanted to. He's like a younger brother. And do I believe we'd always have relationships if we didn't work together? Absolutely. But there's something to be said that if you're good at your job and you can bring money in, do you want to bring money into strangers or people who love you? Think about that. When you when you're gonna eat and you can provide food, you know, you don't break bread and then start handing it to strangers. I mean, you do if they need it, but isn't it nice if you can also make money for people you love? Either way, you're gonna make the same money. And that's always been my outlook on this is this is something special and, and you're a big part of it. So you talked about our routines and discipline and situation. That's the biggest thing for me now with my success, because I ended up a homeless heroin act. And I was a guy who always made good money. And the next thing I know, I'm on the streets. For me to be where I'm at today, it comes down to structure, discipline. Sometimes I'm not good at it. And right now with the turmoil going on in my house, it's very challenging. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, I noticed with you, Seems like you're up every day at 5 a.m. Is that right? Roughly right? Almost an hour late, but yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll you're up at 4 a.m. every day? <laughs> yeah. I, see, I used to make a joke about you to Colton. I go, he probably sleeps upside down like a bat so he can read things and type. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, you're up at 4 a.m. Well, Jesus Christ, I don't know what to say about that. Next order of yeah. business. What time do you go to bed tonight? Yeah, good question. I, I go to bed uh, 9.30, 9.45-ish. And I actually start to get anxiety around like 9.45. I start getting a little bit sweaty. Hey, Jennifer, I got to go to bed. But that's a challenge uh, in that, you know, we have uh, an 11-year-old boy at home and he's awesome and love trying to spend as much time with him. And then at the same time, trying to balance time with, with Jennifer you know, it becomes a challenge at this age. So uh, if it were uh, a perfect world, I'd probably go to bed about nine, but it's like 9.30, 9.45, just trying to squeeze 
those extra moments. And I do think sometimes I stop and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to miss 15 minutes of sleep right now. Um, In the morning, I may pay for it just for a minute, but these extra minutes are priceless when it comes to really thinking about point in time, uh, being able to spend that time with our loved ones. And, um, you know, you, you, you can never get it back. And so that's our friends, our family, our work life. Just remember, we can't get that time back. And I think many of us on the line right now that may have lost friends, family, loved ones, um, you know, you, you look back and say, how much would you pay to spend an extra 15, you know, because there's no price for it. So long way to answer your question, Ryan, but there is a, again, there's a little bit of a, of a rhyme to that too for me. No, that's the important part. I'm not asking you questions for a direct answer. I need to, I want to learn. People need to learn from you. I mean, that's the biggest thing I have this podcast for is sometimes I'll interview people who fell and became drug addicts, came back. Or people who have something unique, like Coops, like what made him Coops? Like, and this is what's important, what made you you. Yeah. You talk about family time. You know, I, I don't know if I told you. Last Saturday, I take my daughter to the Bruins game. And she made friends with these people next to us. We're in the club seats. So we're walking back to the bathroom. She waves. Next thing I know, we're inside the club, you know, and everyone's piding up. I'm sitting there talking to her. And somebody walks by and goes, oh, your ear's cold? Because she had those headphones on for the autism. Yeah. And the other girl goes, no, no, no. I go, hey, don't worry. You have no way of knowing. My daughter has autism. I would never know either. But she does have to drown the sound out. The other girl says, you know, um, is she good with kids? I said, she loves kids. She's just a little delayed. It was one of the owner's wives. We spent the whole game in the owner's box while she played with their kids. Wow. And I'll tell you, the owner's wives of the Bruins, I will tell you what a classy group of ladies. And their kids were tremendous. Not not overly entitled. Not They were so good to my daughter. It was the best game I ever went to for that reason. And I didn't. I wasn't watching the game as much as I was watching my kid enjoy herself. Then Wednesday of last week, I went out on a, a night out with me and my my stepdaughter Kennedy, and we had kind of drifted apart because of the whole divorce thing. Uh, my ex told me she didn't tell her, but she did tell her, so she kind of was angry. We went out, and I let her ask questions. We had a great night. We answered everything best I could. We went after to get dessert and at night. She is at the end. She said, "What are you doing?" I come old. I'm going to bed, hun. Can I sit in your bed and use my iPad while you sleep? I said, "Sure." She sat right next to me, kissed me goodnight after, wakes me up, and then goes to bed. And you talk about those moments. Those are my moments, you know. And, and my moments are sparingly because when you're a stepdad and divorced, and it's not as much. And I'll tell you one thing I've learned from you over the years. Um, when my marriage started going south, it was about a year and a half ago, you went out and talked the first time. We were in the bed. I started tearing up. You literally left in a bed, came downstairs. We had a coffee, and you gave me some advice. And unfortunately, it was too far gone for that advice. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this. I will absolutely make appointments with my wife to go dinner or whoever, whoever I'm with next dinner or go out to a date night. Or, you have to make it a priority and you don't realize business gets so big, especially with us guys mm-hmm. go so fast, so fast. You're chasing the almighty dog because you want to provide for your family. What you don't realize is you're providing for a family that's walking out the door, at least in my situation. Yeah. yeah. And I learned a lot about that because I learned a lot about balance and, I, and you seem to balance it very well. How? I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that goes back to uh, to to the faith piece. I mean, you've got to just ground yourself in whatever that is. And for some people, it is grounding themselves in the family, and they're just relentless about that grounding. But you you have to pick something in your life, whatever that is, to to be your anchor. And we all know back from your history, Ryan, you can choose the wrong anchors, and anchors are extremely powerful. They will succumb you. And Lord willing, it's the right way. And when you find that anchor, that's where you go back to. That's the thing that just holds you steady 
on a regular basis. It's that friend. It is that spouse. It is that child. It is that it can even be your job for many people who don't have other things to anchor to. And it's all good. You know, we have a a colleague here that um, does not have a significant other right now. No kids. Um, mid fifties, great guy, and his anchor is coming in here every single day. For some people, it's fitness, whatever it is. But you know, maybe a challenge for this podcast for those listening right now is to check your anchor. Is it the right anchor? And then when you realize it is or it isn't, if it is the right anchor, how do you continually enhance that anchor? How do you shine it up? Make sure it's the sharpest. Make sure it drops to the most depth possible if we're talking about a a real anchor what is that like and it takes work and so a lot of times you know what we think as the anchor in our lives all of a sudden at some point in our lives it vanishes and you look back and you're like wait a minute you know i put all but but were you continually putting effort into that were you each and every day going back to that anchor and strengthening it or over time were you starting to take that anchor for granted? Were you starting to think, you know what? I feel good today. I'm grounded today. Next thing you know, you look back and you really weren't. So, you know, I think all of us listening right now have have the same challenges. You know, we're all human. I was out this past weekend with a friend and we were just talking. He needed some, some advice. And I said, you know, you, you look around. We happen to be in this restaurant at lunchtime. And I said, you know, look, I want you to look around right now. And I said, every single person in this building right now, 100%, the only thing that is 100% actual on everyone in this restaurant, rich, poor, white, black, ordering hamburgers, ordering fillets, the only thing that's consistent in this restaurant right now is every single one of us have a challenge that we're dealing with right now. Every one of us. And if if you were to take the time and go investigate that, you'd realize it. But what we're all trying to do in here right now is we're all trying to move from that. Some of us are talking about it right now, like we happen to be. Others were trying to hide from it for a little while by going to lunch, whatever, getting out. But at the end of the day, we all face the same challenges. It's just a matter of how do you anchor, where do you go for that anchor, and how do you continually perfect that anchor over time? Two things you touched on. One, the anchor. Yes, you build a solid anchor, but also what a lot of people don't realize is if you built an anchor for the wrong reasons, like for me, when it was drug addiction, yeah, it's a hard anchor to move. That anchor holds you. That's why you build one. But when it's yeah. an anchor that's a negative, people think, well, geez, I'm stuck in it. I never thought when I was a drug addict, I thought I was going to die of an overdose suicide. When I went to jail, people laugh. I go like this one. I got in the paddy wagon, cuffed and shackled. I went, ah, it's over. I knew I was going somewhere where I'd be fed food and I'd be forced to stay away from drugs and alcohol. Because I could get up at 8 a.m. past the lie detector telling you I would never use again. By 10 a.m., there's a needle in my arm. That being said, with God, and I don't care what anybody says, God, you go Allah, Buddha, Abraham, Jesus, whatever whatever way you are, we're all going the same way. Yeah. When you get to God and you literally release it to him, he handles it. But you've got to release it. You have to just say, hey, your way, not my way. I'll give you an example. So, And then in a positive anchor, yeah, once you work through that and you see that example in your life, whether for me it was God that got me through that. Then you keep working that anchor gets stronger and stronger, deeper into the water and dirt, you know, it holds on. But it's like a battery. Like if I'm feeling great with God, I'm spiritual, boom, boom, boy, I do. I start my day with my little Jesus call, my Norman Vincent Peel, daily greetings, boom, boom, boom. 
The next day, I don't really have time for those reasons. I only do one of the two, and I go away. Boom. Day three, I get no time. I'm not going to read, but I still feel good. Boom. By day five, the battery dwindles. It's a daily charge. It's a daily reprieve. Yeah. Reprieve yeah. And you know what? That's a good point you make, Ryan. It doesn't matter where you go for it, but you're, you're right. You're coming back for more. You're coming back to the well every single day and making sure that well is the right well. And you know what? Hey, look. Um, it's there's there's challenges that all of us face even even having that i love to think about you know whatever that anchor is for you this is this is also very important whatever the anchor is for you you are going to we are all going to face challenges thoughts maybe is a better word to use that makes us question that anchor and when you start to question it it allows the evil in the second that the devil can get into our mind, just a little bit, a little crack, and make us start worrying. Is that the, is my wife right? Oh, that kiddo's getting off track. I knew that firm wasn't the right place to really call home. Oh, man, you know, Jesus, why'd you let these things happen to me today? The second we start to have those thoughts, we got to come to some source to realize that we aren't wrong in it. It's just something that we've got to move past. And that's, I think, another daily habit that we have to get almost ready for. Wake up in the morning and just, first of all, give Thanksgiving where it's due, but also just realize, all right, whatever comes today, whatever tries to yank that anchor up today, and there will be something, I'm going to go right back to the source. I know exactly where to go, and we're going to move past that. And I think the other thing, too, um, for, for us, all of us listening right now, the one thing, like I mentioned, that every single one of us have challenges on the daily. It's the only thing that is consistent with all of us as humans. The second thing that's consistent for the most part with us as humans is communication. You know, one thing we all have to understand is that conversation, just face-to-face, eye-to-eye, constant communication can most generally heal all things. And we got a lot of hell going on uh, in, in this country right now and on this earth right now. And I do believe that the more we can talk through that and, and, and try just to share conversation with each other, um, we'll get past a lot of it, a lot of it. But back to the anchor, that's really where the habits are formed when you continually communicate. I love what you touched on because when you were saying that, I was thinking of the world that like you talked about. I thought, you know, the thing overseas with Putin, if somebody went over there and sat down, understood his perspective a little bit, he might be a crazy person, but he's also looking back at Russia's history and his heart's there. And maybe, just maybe, we'd understand a little better. Maybe if somebody took Texas from us, we would understand it better, you know? Um, yeah, that's a great point. Don't use your uh, communication this way. They don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's that- lost in text messages and stuff like that. And and I will tell you, I mean, I tried this weekend having a communication with somebody who obviously I'm going through a rough time with. And I started trying to be kind. I realized there are also people when you have communications, they're just not meant to have those communications. But rather than the old Ryan would call people vulgar names, like get really, you know, or try to intimidate. Now I say, you know what? I stopped my day. God, I'm here. I want the job. I'm punching it. I work for you. I'll do the legwork. You handle the results. And on days I stopped that way, you know what? Like a day yesterday, I said, okay, you know what? Clearly, we can't have this conversation. The voice can knock it out. I didn't come back with, you know, you, you know, and the, when the person was trying to use fear of taking my child and stuff, I didn't get angry. I was, but I was able to say, you know what? God's got me. God's got me. When I'm doing, when I'm in the zone I've been in the last couple of months, God's got me. I don't care what you say. You saw the thing with the state. God's got me. 
everything seems to come up, Ryan. And believe me, I'm going through a tough time. You think about it. I'm not going to see my daughter at least four or five days a week, at least. That rips my soul up. I think to myself, all right, God's giving me those days to work on myself, to build something for her, to make sure I rent a property so I'm dead, she's okay. Like, what, what's the purpose of this? Because it didn't happen to me, it happened for me, right? And I think you're one of the people I know, no matter what's going on over at FIG. And yeah, I guess you guys have the three guys that own it technically, but you're pretty much an owner too. I mean, on the outside looking in and from how Jim speaks of it, you're really the one kind of steering the day-to-day -day -day operations because those three guys juggle on different things. And you seem, no matter what goes on, you seem very calm. For a guy who's, you know, upbeat too, you get a lot of energy, but when it comes to stress, you seem to get calmer with stress and if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, for, for everybody that we, we go through, we go through, you do, I, I love to take a step back exercise. I have is, you know, and, and we learned this uh, really as kids just to take, you know, 15 seconds and, uh, and just breathe through it, just breathe through it and then react to it. And I had a great mentor of mine uh, 25 years ago, tell me, you know, any thought you have, uh, email it to yourself. And the next morning, wake up and read that email. And is that something you would have said? Is that something you would have said out, uh, out into the open? And if it's not, which eight times out of 10, it won't be, delete it and you have that time to think through. I just think right now uh, where we are just, just globally uh, and also in businesses, we just a lot of times just don't take the extra time to think through things. To your point of, Whatever happens, I know it's for my betterment and I'm going to get through it and I'm going to use whatever's given to me almost like Play-Doh to construct the next chapter for me. Well, that comes with not only all we've talked about today, but also a little bit of time to realize that. And in today's instant access, Amazon, 24-hour delivery, Uber and the car pulls up right away. In, in today's society, where it's all that instant satisfaction marketplace that we live in, we're all used to, I do think we have to just take a second, relax through it, think through it, and, and apply what we know and we've talked about today to make the right decisions. But that is very tough, especially, you know, when you're in that high demand. You know, Ryan, for you, you're in a high demand scenario all day every day you could have a you could, you could come back from this podcast have five clients that called in wanting this that this that and you want to serve them and you will serve them and you may have a challenge in there but just the ability for us to kind of just stop for a second and just breathe through it even for the shortest period of time and if you are able to have that next day mentality where you can take a night to sleep on it i think that's just priceless that's yeah i'm going to tell you i've never heard of that but man I think to all the stupid stuff I sent off, especially <laughs> and all this shit I've dumped, yeah. I could think about the 24 hours. Man, I could think for 24 seconds. When yeah, it comes right. to the, when you speak, I'm probably the last guy in the line. You know, I've just done yeah. well, My first five thoughts are vicious anyways. I should go to like number six. Like, I'm just not a healthy guy. Yeah. Well, right. and that, 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 that's my coaching and doing what I do is because I'm, I'm, I'm willing to get after it, even when I fall. Right. But look at your past. Look what you came from and came through. That, that's why that, that's been your DNA buildup all these years. And now you're in your 40s. And that's ba that's basically your foundation. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just that you now know that. Don't you wish we could have known this 20 years ago? My gosh. But it takes time to develop that. So, yeah, you may be trigger happy on the front side, but that's not a bad thing because you've got great people in your life 
that will just talk you down for a moment, let you see things a little bit differently. And then I know just from talking with you and being your friend, three, four, maybe five exchanges in and you're way calmed down. You were going to kill somebody before and now you're amen going on a peaceful walk, which is awesome. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of your listeners right now don't have that ability. They do need coaching. They do need someone that they can go to for it. And if they don't have it, or in some cases, let's just be very candid with each other. Sometimes they're too uh, manly or womanly to ask for that guidance or to find that friend, then that send a message to yourself. Be your own friend. Send a message to yourself and the next morning wake up. Is that really how I want to be perceived? Is that how I want to be remembered? Because let's be candid with each other. Um, everything we put out into the ether today is exactly how we will be remembered. It does not go away anymore. So another reason for us to just kind of take that pause in our lives. Um, and it's not going to be there. You are going to have to find it. It is not free. It's not sitting there. Nobody has any time. We'll probably have listeners right now anxious as can be to get off this listening podcast because they got stuff to do. We just don't have the time that you got to force it. Yeah, and Nicholas, that stresses the importance of having a coach or a mentor. So I'm in recovery. So I have a certain group of guys that know me. And every damn day, at least five to seven texts first in the morning, God's got you. You're going to get this. Boom, boom, boom. But that's normal in the recovery world. But there's a lot of people out there who aren't in recovery. Who, you know, yeah. And I'm very lucky. You know, I talk about you know coaching. People say, well, so you know, I could talk about coaching advising business people because I know I went from zero to you know seven figures. And I, the reason I know the importance of a coach or somebody to mentor is easy. I have you. I mean, we may not describe this coaching, but once a week, you get on a call with me, probably more than once a week, but we have a formal call where we talk about my life, my business, what am I doing that's working, what's not working. Hey, Ryan, you know, you said you only booked that many appointments. I looked into it. That's actually more than most people book. You're literally telling me where I stand, when I'm having a hard time with something, you come up with ideas. I need to do some AUM. You said, you know what, Ryan, I'm going to talk to Brian. I'm going to find a way. Everything I've had, and a lot of times it's been my marriage stuff. Like, that's hurting me a lot. The stuff with the kids, my daughter having disabilities, all stuff. But I have someone to go to. And a lot of people don't have that. And it took me a while to get the humility to even go there with you, to be honest with you. Because I want to be, hey, I'm Ryan, you know, I make good money. I was in jail. I like to work out a lot. This fake bravado because I was so insecure. But man, when I let my down, God down, and I let a guy in to mentor me, I mean, it's, it's changed my life. And that's why when guys talk to me about like coaching and mentoring, I say, yeah, I'll mentor you wherever you are, whatever FMO you're doing or whatever you do for a job. Yeah. yeah finance and I'm mentoring you. And if I can bring you into the FIG fold, not only am I going to mentor you, you can have a list of coaches. You can have people guiding you. Yeah. I never, I was in business 20 years, 18 years before I came to FIG. I made a good living. You know, I almost, I was almost at the seven figure mark. Since I went to FIG, I never went down to the seven figure mark. Do you know what I mean? The, the coaching and the mentorship you guys have given me. So I tell people, when I talk about coaching, it's just because I've experienced it. And I know what it's like. And I know that if I, I can mentor people to the next level, just think it was done for me. I mean, you do take time. I, and not even just on the, the weekly call. Anytime I tell you I need something, you're there. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be candid. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why we're here on this earth. I mean, there's only one species of human. So we're, we're put here to enjoy all the blessings of the earth we're here to conquer the earth it is ours to conquer uh and we're seeing that every single day and all the great things that we accomplish as humans and then some and that's only going to continue but we are here to to serve one another on uh, net net if you think about it or if you're not doing this right now and you want to try it uh to ryan's point pick somebody in your life right now that you can just 
give a little bit of attention to. You don't have to be a consultant or coach or mom or dad or, you know, even a personal friend, but everybody needs just a, a helping communicator some points in their lives. And that's why we're here. And, you know, you're not going to have the right answers. They will come to you if you start doing it. But I think we do need to think about how can we help each other out more than we do. And, you know, Ryan, one of the reasons that, you know, I do what I do with you is is selfishness. I mean, think about this for a second. If if I just said what I said and it's true, then that means that I get the most fulfillment, not from seeing the NASDAQ in the green right now, not from getting my biweekly check, not from, you know, going to a great lunch today and being able to expense it. I get the greatest satisfaction from humans. So when I talk to you and I think, <laughs> sometimes I think, I hope I, that I'm helping you or helping whomever, I mean, there, there's no greater gift. There's no greater return on investment uh, from that. And I also think too, that when you pour out, this goes back to the, to the every one of us having problems. When you pour out onto others with the gifts that you have, you will be blessed tenfold. You know, if you receive uh, a, a medical diagnosis today that you just can't fathom right now, when you, you have a little bit of time to just level set, you know, one of the greatest things you can do is go out and, and go to the hospital and, and give to others that are in that same boat or same community involvement with that disease or illness or whatever, the more you can pour out, the more will be poured in. And, you know, I think we, we all, you know, think about that. And again, then we get back to our narrow lives. So I mean, maybe a challenge for everybody on the call via Ryan's podcast, this great podcast, is really find somebody that you can pour into and you will see the rewards from it. Just pick one. And as we just talked about before, there's many, many people out there who would love to spend that time with you. You know what, Nicholas, you just nailed something. And I'm going to go so far as to say this. Anybody who reaches out, I'm going to give the email to us right now. Don't worry, I'm not going to give you an email address. I should, though. That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> right. So anyone who reaches out, Let's see here. To Ryan at cracking the code with RyanSkinner.com. She has a story about somebody they mentored, somebody they helped out paying for. It doesn't be any crazy. Go buy a neighbor groceries. Do something corny. Anybody who does that, if they do three months coach, I'll do the first month free, literally on me. On Nicholas's time, how's that? <laughs> I can't get over this the way you put it because it's funny. Sometimes I'll go to at least once a month to go to Walmart. And I don't really buy any at Walmart, but I'll get in line behind whoever looks the poorest, to be honest with you, whoever looks like they could use it the most. And then I'll, I'll pay for their stuff and they'll get off. I'll say, no, I'm doing this for me. Not you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. $1,000 worth of gift cards and two grand worth of gift cards bring to the woman council concern. We do that every month. And I usually bring my older daughter because I want her to understand what it's about. But for whatever reason, it fulfills me, it fills me more and it fills them. That's for damn sure. And I usually get a hug from the person after, you know, but it's a good feeling. So Nicholas, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, before I can do it with you to wrap up, I'm going to say this. What I take out of what you say is each of us needs all of us. And each of us needs something greater, power greater than Amen. ourselves. Tap into so we can help the other. Amen. Nicholas, you've been an awesome guest. Hey, thanks you. for having me on. Good to be with you, man, always. And I hope uh, for all your listeners, they got they got something out of today. It is, uh, no, this is run. a world that has so much opportunity, but so much hurt. I think we could do something. I love you, man. Love you too. Hang on. I'm going to stop this.